This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. Black Coffee is a podcast hosted by Kari Frazier and Frida Sampson Weekly. Weekly, Frida and Kari welcome guests to discuss the rich history of Black leadership, entrepreneurship, artistry, and social justice. The Detroit is Different podcast is about exposing artistry, business, ideas, and dynamic people, places, and things that make Detroit a mecca. Tune in weekly and subscribe to get the true stories from the people shaping the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Ask Jennifer podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Welcome, everybody, to Ask Jennifer, the podcast. And I am your host, Jennifer Crawford of Ask Jennifer, where we discuss everything small business. We talk to small business experts, inspiring entrepreneurs, and we just want you guys to listen and subscribe weekly. We are here with the ladies of the vintage market. We have Rena and Angie. We're so happy that you're here with us. Thanks. We're happy to be here. (laughs) And we are going to be talking about how to put together a small business event. Uh, There's a lot of small businesses that always have a lot of questions as to why are the fees over $100? And why are we doing this? And the cost of just putting together an amazing experience for small businesses to not only get in front of thousands of customers, but also to to make money. And I don't think that a lot of small businesses understand what we put into to make it a great experience for them. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about like, what you guys have going on because you guys get 30,000 people to a space. And I'm just saying, I want to be like those ladies. I want to be like those ladies when I grow up. And, you know, it's we all do it because we, we love it, of course. But then also, too, we have a passion for small business, and that is why we do it. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how you guys got started. Well, it's a long story, actually. Uh, About six years ago, we were just enjoying some wine on a patio, and the idea came to us. We both had uh, refinished furniture for a while, but there was really nowhere in the area to sell our merchandise that fit. Like, Mm -hmm. we didn't really feel like a street fair, you know, would suit us, so we decided to make up our own event to sell items like we created. There was a little park right down the street from us, and... We had a few friends that did what we did, and we thought, let's just get them together in the park and start something small. I think we started with maybe like 40, 40 30 to 40 mm-hmm. vendors. In a really yeah. small park in Trenton, and kind of snowballed from there. And you guys became the back road divas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that came a little later after, yeah. the, after the market got going, after itself. We, we found we had two separate businesses, and mm-hmm. then we started to run the market together, and we were constantly together trying to run three businesses. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. I had reimagined restorations and she had wicked fines. So we'd set up two different booths at the market and run the whole thing. And one day, actually on a picking trip, we were driving down a back road with the windows down in the truck. We had a bed full of stuff, you know, that we had just picked. And we decided the name just came to us. We're like, let's call ourselves Back Road Divas and just combine both of our businesses. 
And, and that's cool. I think it's really nice that you like guys actually have like a partner, like someone to like she's good in what she does. Angie, you have like something that you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're great in. And then Rena, you have something that you're awesome in. How do you guys kind of like make that work? Do you guys have like little bickering that go do you, when you disagree or is I, it just honestly, kind of, no, we've yeah, been really fortunate. That, we don't. That is so. Oh, we've never great. even had a fight like a, <laughs> I think it's going on seven years. And truthfully, it just it, it flows. It flows. So we it listen works. to each other, to each other's opinions, and then we decide what's best for the business, mm-hmm. not what we want, you know, what would be best for the vintage market. We laugh a lot too. I think that helps. <laughs> yeah. I think that's important. It is. And I'm learning to like laugh a lot, laugh more and not be as stressed. I feel like when it's event time, I'm always like so stressed out. Like, oh, so oh we are too. There's so much going on, you know, and it's just like, uh, my first event was actually in my one bedroom apartment and I called it a uh, pamper pick and purchase. And that was probably about seven years ago. And uh, I had lived in a one-bedroom apartment, and I just had, like, a friend who did nails. And at that time, I sold Pure Romance, right? Don't tell anybody. (laughs) And I was just like, you know what? Um, I need to figure out a way, like— what is the purpose? Like, I was trying to figure out, like, why am I doing this event? Like, right. it's just me and my girlfriends, but I really don't want to sell pamp- pure romance. You know, I wanted to pay off my car. That was my goal. So I feel like sometimes, like, how you guys kind of, like, fell into this by doing something, you're like, okay, let's create an event. And I just was like, everybody's into Detroit. Like, maybe I should just do, like, an all things Detroit and focus on, like, small businesses and, and things like that. But then when you look at the cost of putting together an event where there's, like, tables, there's setup, there's all these things, like, how do we come up with it? And it's oh, and man. I get emails all the time that say, is this a one-day show? Is this a one-day show? Is this a one-day show? And I'm like, yes. Because people don't realize that I rent the entire Eastern Market, mm-hmm. and I also provide an eight-foot table, mm-hmm. even right. within doing that. So uh, what are some of the like questions that you guys kind of get about the cost of events and different things? And I don't know if people really understand. Like, we're creating an experience. We're creating something amazing for you. So, well— well, it's been a learning process for yeah. us, I mm-hmm. think, over the past few years. When we started, the one thing we we said when we had the park, we didn't want to charge people to come in, but mm-hmm. we didn't think about everything that was involved. Well, it was in it. way cheaper then, right. too. We didn't have any overhead, really. Right. So we were able to let the public in for free. The booth spaces were a lot less money. Mm-hmm. But then on our third year there, we had about 15,000 people show up to this little tiny park. We shut down traffic you know, through several cities, through the whole county. The state police had to come out. It was nuts. So we knew then, like, okay, if we want to continue doing this, we have to find a space that's large enough. Let's look at fairgrounds. But then with fairgrounds costs, you know, you have to rent out the entire fairgrounds, which is very, very, very expensive. I'm sure. There's insurance, porta-potties, tents, bands. There's so many things that people don't realize go into the event. So vendors were concerned with the, you know, the fee raised when we moved to fairgrounds, but now they're fine with the fee, I would say. We do get questions from from shoppers, you know, who is this? We only I've, charge $5, but who is this $5 I going to? I get that to? all the time. They're I hope like, it's going a to a charity. Yes. yes. As much as we would love to give it all to I would a love charity, to. who wouldn't? But realistically, you can't. You don't. Or you can't have the event. No, because the actual vendor fees is just like covering the space and the insurance and everything. So yes. all the work that you put into it, it just, uh, you don't, you, you wouldn't make anything from right, it. Exactly. No. I've always charged just $5 since I started. I used to do my event in a small bar at first, too, at Nikki's in downtown Detroit. And I uh, only charged, I think, 35 to $40 for a vendor table. Right. And there were literally bar tables, like, kind of, like, pushed together. But people kind of, we, we made it work. Right. And I still charge $5 because I was paying for the space and I wasn't really charging anybody anything. But here it is. It's 
seven years later and I'm still just charging $5 because I want people to patronize the business and put more money into the business. So I don't charge $10. Exactly. Uh, But I do get a lot of questions about like, why is it $5? Is it going to the charity? And with doing Easter Market, they don't charge for events It's unless someone rents the space. So they're like, this is Easter Market. This should be free. And then I have right. to tell them that I am not affiliated with Easter Market. So I know a lot of people, um, you know, I just want them to know, like, why we do these events. You know, we do it because it's fun and all these things. But it's like, we genuinely have a passion for doing, like, what we love. This is what we love to do. And uh, just talking a little bit about... You know, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing, do you think? This. <laughs> it's so crazy to say, but some form of this, I'd be doing it in a different way, I guess. I'd still be doing yeah. furniture from my house and selling things on Craigslist. I, I think, think. Yeah, I've done this for as long as I can remember. I mean, before we even started this, I, I owned a store, a small, mm-hmm. uh, shabby, chic little store in Wyandotte. And so as far as I can remember, I've been doing this. So you make furniture too, Angie. You mm-hmm. make furniture as well. Yeah. And see, I don't have an actual product that I sell. And it's so funny because uh, I was saying that when I was little, I used to always just be like, I don't have a talent. I don't know what my talent is. And everybody has a talent. And I just can't do anything but talk all day, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you have a talent. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, people always ask me, you know, like, where did you go to college? And I say, I didn't go to college. I just went to the school of life. And that's what I did. So now, you know, I feel like my job is to promote other people's talents because i rather just... Do, you know, I see all these amazing people like, Art, you guys make furniture. And by the way, your photos and everything are always amazing. Thank you. And uh, I look at that and I'm just like, wow, like this is great. So my job is like promoting other people's talents. And I'm I'm good with that. I'll just talk about other people all day because I like to talk anyway. So I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're great at what you do, honestly. <laughs> thank you. That thank is you your so talent. much. <laughs> and, and I think that I wanted to do this show, uh, this episode with you guys because I feel that uh, when people are doing shows, it's like a competitive world. It's like everyone's mm-hmm. so competitive. Like, are you doing their show? Are you doing that show? And honestly, right. I share a lot of shows, you know, that people are doing across everywhere. If I feel like it's a good uh, opportunity for small businesses. And I just wanted to do this to kind of like have a one-on-one with the ladies to show people that like there is no competition. It's not really competitive. It's like us all having a passion for like small business. But there are some people who are out there, like I've experienced uh, people actually doing my event and then coming up with their own thing. And I don't have an issue with that. I just feel like, don't call it all things Detroit or don't call it everything Detroit. Kind of find your niche and stick to that and just like, let me have what I've built. Because I've built this with nothing, almost living in my car. So how have you guys experienced that at all? Yeah, a few times. (laughs) Uh, We were the first vintage market to the area, you know, the first one, and maybe in Michigan, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to say we were the first for sure, but we definitely were the first two of this area. Um, We thought it up and created it, and we built up a brand, and we have experienced, you know, some of our vendors will leave and start their own event, and we're totally okay with that. It just, when it becomes confusion to the shoppers, Mm -hmm. which event is which, that's, you know, that's where we suffer. And I, I feel like if if it's not, because I've seen a different vintage market, like events, and I know that they're not your events. So when I look at them, I'm like, okay. And it's just like if someone came and said, hey, we're doing everything Detroit, you know, or we're doing, you know, AT, you know, it's just like, it's crazy. I just feel like there's a lot of copycats. And, you know, that's not good for business because no. that's kind of like showing... It's to me, it's kind of disrespectful to the brand who's like built it up and has built a name. And, you know, it's it's not we 
it's it's just really very very frustrating. It ends up hurting everybody. It, it ends, ends up, up hurting everybody. It hurts the vendors. It, hurts it oversaturates everybody. the area. There's too many like us now in our area, so it gets difficult. Right. And there's a lot of um. I actually had someone who did an event at the Eastern Market, same time and everything. And you know, I when I saw it, my initial reaction was. What the hell? Like, I was upset, and I was just thinking, like, wow. You know, I've never had to deal with this, you know, at some time, and I was just thinking to myself, like, have I really been successful like that where someone, like, has to copy it? I, I'm not thinking that because I'm, like, I'm still building, and this was a few years ago. And then I said, you know what? Good for her. I, I wish yeah. her well with whatever it is that she's doing because I feel like the key to any brand, the key to my brand is me. Someone can go and start All Things Detroit, but it's not a, It's not going to do a damn thing without Jennifer Crawford. Because I tell businesses all the time, the key to your brand is you. Never be intimidated by someone else. Exactly. And I feel like the same thing with you guys. You two are the key to your brand. You've created this. You are the original vintage market. You have a huge following of people. Um, like I said, the branding and everything is amazing. And what you put into it and what you create is awesome. So the key Thank to you. the brand is you. It's, it's you two. It's not you know, whatever other copycats or whatever thing is going on. And people can choose to follow who they follow. Right. But the key to the vintage market and the back row divas is Angie Arena, not anybody else. And right. we can call it vintage market Detroit, vintage market whatever, and it's still, you know, it's yeah. still like you guys. So what would you say are like some of the challenges? Uh, and we kind of talked about them a little bit um, of like these copycats and then like you trying to do your events. Are there sometimes people email you and kind of say like, is this, 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 or that I, kind I, of thing? I think what they don't understand when—, when they think, oh, I can do what they're doing. I'm going to start a vintage market. I think what they don't understand is we didn't just do it in a day. Mm-hmm. And we didn't just start at a fairgrounds. You know, we did it at parks. Took we, us four years yeah, to get there. Yeah, yeah, it took us four years to get to a fairground and to build up our name. So when they come along and they say, oh, I can do this. And then next thing you know, they're using our name and they're at a fairgrounds. It's It, it just ends up hurting everybody. And they don't understand the blood, sweat, and tears that we've put, put into, into building this, this market. And, and then, then if, like, their markets are bad, exactly. we've noticed, like, people think, oh, the vintage market's bad because they think it's us. Like, what happened to you guys? Like, they don't understand that there's now, like, five other ones just in our area. It's not, you know, our event's not the one you were at. Or we get tagged in a lot of stuff or emailed in a lot of stuff. They're thinking, hey, I was at your show last weekend. I'm totally disappointed. It's like that wasn't, we didn't have one last weekend. So it does get tough. I'm sure it does. And it takes so long to actually build a following and build a business. Like, it's not something that, like, happens overnight. I honestly, in 2016 of April, I had the largest event that I that ever had. After doing uh, All Things Detroit for, what, three or four years— here at April 2016, it was like, boom, we had a line of people out the door. It was madness. I didn't have enough staff, and people ripped me apart. They were like, this is ridiculous. The lines are too long in this. And I really want to, like, sink in and let's just die. But that was just two years ago. And we I were said, at that one. Oh, you guys It was incredible. It was, and I was like, where did all these people come from? I'm like, I did the same thing. And now I'm like, let me retrace my steps and try and do that all over again. But I don't think people realize, like, all the work that went into that, that was like four years of work right. that went into yep. to this. And then now people are like, oh, there's going to be a lot of people. But I know that I still get anxiety the day before or like the week leading up to the event <laughs> because yeah. I feel like with events, it's like you never know who's going to come. I can have like thousands of tickets sold and I'll be like, well, what if it this happens? If the weather's like, bad, they yes. might not show up. Yeah. Yes. So do you guys experience that too? Like, oh, oh yes. It's, 
I don't think we've ever, every single market we have anxiety. She I had a panic attack at one. I, oh my I God. I had one yeah. on actual event day yeah, and so I had to I. go sit in like my truck and like calm down. She went to the hospital during one of our what? markets. Yeah, I've learned to calm down <laughs> since then. Oh my God. Because you can't control the weather. No, you, you to, cannot. You can't. There's only so many things you can control. You've done your job up to this point. If they come, they come. And that's what we have to sit I back I think and, it's tough for us because we do, we do do this for the passion of supporting small businesses. And so when you have yes. 200 small businesses depending on you at an yes. event yes. and it rains and their turnout's good and now everybody's angry at us, yes. it's really disheartening because it's not something we can control. And we, you know, we worked our butts off for this event, but it is, it's a lot of stress. It yeah. weighs on you. It, it weighs on you a lot. And you think about it. We have two sets of customers. We have the businesses and then we have the people who come through the door. Exactly. So if everyone's disappointed or if, if someone's upset, it's like, you have to deal with the customer. You have to deal with the vendor. And it's just like that. That's a lot. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's a lot. So I, it's just like when you try to talk to a business like one-on-one, like you said, you have 200 businesses there. And we, I have like 15 food trucks and plus the 200 business. Like it's a whole lot of business, mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's a yeah. lot of people depending it, on you. It, it is. And bring, that's a lot of pressure. To bring people through the door to shop at their booths. And I have, I hate to say this, but I kind of feel okay that you had a panic attack because I did. I don't feel like, because I was feeling like I was a crazy lady. No. I just kept no. saying like, I'm so crazy. Like yeah. I can't believe that this is really happening. Everybody's like, just sit down. Like what's going on? Like there's a line and I'm like, okay, but we got to get the people in the door and we have to do this mm-hmm. because I'm just that passionate about it. Like, we're passionate. No, and you know. You know people will be upset. You know you're like, oh, every minute might be another, it might be a bad Facebook review. Every minute they sit out in line. You know, and that stuff hurts you. People don't realize how much it hurts a business. It it hurts, yeah, and I wanted to cry. And at the Mm -hmm. April event, people literally ripped me apart. They called me money hungry. They -hmm. said that the fire department should have shut me down. And I'm thinking to myself, I prayed for this, for lines and people and supporting small business, and then it blew up in my face. And I'm just like, like, okay, can I get a happy medium mm-hmm. somewhere, like in here somewhere? Yeah, we've been there. Yeah, been within there. At Monroe County Fairgrounds, we had about 30,000 people come. The lines were insane. But I think that's actually, after that market, that's what spun a lot of other markets just like us popping up within miles from us because they, they were there and they saw, oh my gosh, they're onto something. Like, yeah. I can do this. Yeah, I think that I think that people on the outside looking in think it's just an easy task, and it's Ugh. not. It's definitely not. I literally think that if I don't post on Facebook every day, like nobody's going to show up. I'm like, I have to make a post. I have to do yeah, this. Yeah, twice I have to, a day. <laughs> yes. I have to let people know that I'm still here. I have to let people know that this is still going on. Uh, do you feel that if there were men putting on this event, it would be easier? Do you think that they would get more support? No, I don't think so. I'm no. not in this business. I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't think yeah. so. No, I I don't. I think Backroad Divas helps a lot um, with the industry that we're in. You know, it's so focused around home decor mm-hmm. and shabby chic and farmhouse. And I think that Backroad Divas, like, it just adds to it. It's another aspect of branding mm-hmm. to our event. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, you know, men doing a vintage market, Even, I'm not sure. No, no yeah. I was just saying, like, in the events, because uh, I know that there are some men who do uh, small business events and stuff like that. Like, I know the Funky Ferndale event is ran by... A, a man, so I was just saying, like, if it would it be different? But I, I don't feel, um, 
that there's advantages like a men or women of just like, you know, general The only person. thing I would say as soon as we stand our ground on something, we're yeah. called a bitch. Yes. yes. I'm sure that men don't have to deal with that. As soon no. as... No. That's infuriating. Uh, yeah, that's... Bad. Like, I'm happened. not being a bitch. I'm just telling you the rules, what how we do things, and immediately we're all oh, their bitches, you know? Because you can't have... You can't be stern because then you're emotional. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're, you can't do this because then you're just like, you have an attitude problem. And then for me, if I say, what are you talking about? Then they're like, oh, she's an angry black lady. Then it's a, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's tough, I it, bet. It, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it is definitely a lot. And so um, I did have my next question, and then I just went. <laughs> 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 but uh, so you guys have a lot of different things going on. So you guys host your events how many times a year? We we well, we had 12 yes. this year. And on top of opening a brick-and-mortar store. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about the store, the Vintage Market Home. We, um, yeah, it's it's been a... Few years in the making here. Everybody was asking us, you know, do you guys have a store? Do you have a store? And just no, no, no. Yeah. And then finally, it's just like I think it's time to open a store. We just drove downtown to Wyandotte one day, we and we we saw a spot, and we're like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. And we called the landlord. He's like, I'll get you in there immediately. And we travel with Backroad Divas. We travel across the U.S. and we barn pick. We go through hoarder houses, estate sales, antique shows, and we haul all our stuff back from all over the country. Um, and we sell it at markets. And we wanted another outlet to sell our stuff all year long. So mm-hmm. we opened the Vintage Market home and we brought in about 25 to 30 vendors from the Vintage Market as well. So you can find antiques, furniture, home decor, clothing, jewelry, bath and body products, handmade products, literally a little bit of everything. And getting back to what you said to us, this was another avenue of supporting small businesses. Mm-hmm. We have them all in one little spot that you can... Come shop and support them. And in Detroit, it's it's so common to have a spot where they have a variety of different small businesses. But I feel like in Wyandotte, it's not. Like, that's kind of like no, a no. good thing. And I think they were hungry for it. I mean, we have gotten such fantastic support from this city and actually teamed up with them to do markets on the street now. And every third Friday, we're doing a little uh, mini pop-up market on the street and we have something in the works for next year, hopefully. Well, you guys are doing 12 events a year, yeah. and then you also are making furniture. So what is the... the no. <laughs> well, that's come to We refinish it, for, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was for like... a little while. Okay, because I'm yeah. saying like, because you man like... We still we, do every now and then yeah. when we find time. We're finding um, picking more is... It's more like... Like, like farm thing. salvage, yeah. farmhouse salvage, barn salvage, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what we've been gearing towards lately a lot. Do a you lot guys more. watch a lot of flea market flip? And yep. stuff? Yes. I, American I Pickers. We were, in, we were there. We, we were there. filming in Brimfield. Really? So yeah. I went to Brimfield with my uh, best, best friend, Lana. She owns Mama Coo's Boutique. Love her. Love Lana. And I am not a picker. <laughs> I am a girl who wants to sit back, maybe have a little shot of tequila and eat the cider donuts. <laughs> and that's kind of what me and her older sister did. But her older sister, she's kind of like a picker uh, too. Like they like a different things. They're very, um, you know, kind of like you guys. They are, they can decorate and do all those things. My walls are bare. You will walk in my house and probably have like a heart attack. Her little sister walked in and was like, there's nothing on your walls. And I was like, yeah, because I just don't have that kind of time. I, it's yeah. just basic. If I can't like buy it from the store and like throw it up there, I'm just like, I, 
I'm just not creative in that way. Like, not at all. I wish that I was, but I am not. But I am not a picker. I'm just— That's the fun part But that's the good thing about our store, too, though. You can—someone like you who's not a picker, you can walk into the Vintage Market home and find something that we picked for you. We brought all the picks in one area. You don't have to go junk in like we do. And you know what? Uh, When I was there in your store and I stopped in to see you ladies, uh, the lady came and she says, I'm looking for doors— yeah, and barn doors. Like, and I say, you guys sell doors? I didn't yeah. know you guys sold doors in here. So doors are a hot, Barn doors are a hot commodity. Yeah, or any, yeah, yeah, lots of old doors from, we have some connections, you know, so we do have some doors sometimes from old homes in Detroit, actually, mm-hmm. or windows, barn doors, all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, I, in the office space that I'm in, the Hunt Street Station, it's the uh, Detroit police station, the third police station, it's, re, it's completely redone. So what they did is they took the old doors and they made them into tables. Oh, and wow. they put glass and everything over. And the building is probably about 100 years old. And, like, uh, the actual office that I am in is an old jail cell. Oh, that's so awesome. And that's they have cool. the bars and everything on the window. So people will walk by and they're like, oh, I just want to look in. And, like, this is a jail cell. And it's when you look at it, you're like, this is, like, a small space to be, like, you know, like a jail cell. But they restored all the crown molding and everything. Like, it's a really, really cool no, place. That's yeah, so cool. You guys cool. definitely have to come see. Um, come and check it out. Um, I'm going to host a mixer for uh, all things you train. You guys will have to come and yes. And see it and everything like that. So I'm so glad that you guys were able to stop by today and we can kind of talk about like small business and everything that's going on. So next year you have events, you have events coming up this year. So you have another event for December. December 16th. Yes, we have our Christmas event, Mistletoe Madness at the um, Monroe County Fairgrounds. You that can, is our favorite event. Favorite. We yes. have an old, we have Victorian Santa and Mrs. Claus, the real deal. They come and they show up um, and they talk to everybody. We have the Devoted Barn this year with a puppy kissing booth. Puppy so you can, <laughs> yes, you can kiss puppies and every dollar raised goes to the Devoted Barn. Um, we also have an outdoor winter wonderland area with fire pits and food trucks and all sorts of good stuff. And you do need a ticket to shop from 10 to 1, so you can purchase those on prekindle.com by searching the Vintage Market. That is super cool. And you guys do themed events, so it's, yeah. it's, it's themed. And I think that's what probably, that's what keeps it like interesting so people know. So do you guys dress up for these yes, events? Yes, we love to dress up. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we tell our customers to dress up, and I think that's what makes it's us really different. It's really fun yeah. and different, yeah. yeah. So like last October, last year's market was Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. and we encouraged people to dress as witches. So there were thousands of witches walking around shopping. It was so fun. We gave away a trip to Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That is super cute. It was that really is fun. really nice. I love that. That's creativity. It's just because that's one of the things. Like, how do you keep it exciting? Like, how do you, you know, keep people being involved? So, like me, I'm not dressing up. I'm not that girl. <laughs> but I try to add uh, like giveaways and things mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm doing uh, free door prizes to the first hundred customers every hour that I actually get from the businesses, and then I actually uh, launch the All Things Detroit Coloring Book which showcases small businesses where people can actually color the small businesses and read about them. And that's what we gave away at the last All Things Detroit, which was November 4th, which people really, really love that. So I try to be innovative in that way. Uh, But I did notice when I added the food trucks, because in the beginning I didn't have food trucks. When I added the food is where the traffic really, really picked up. I feel like food, people want to shop and eat. And I feel like that's an important part of it. Did you guys always have food trucks? We always had food trucks. In the beginning, we would only have like one or two. Right. But now we have about eight to 10, and we have beer and wine as well. Mm-hmm. At our bigger outdoor markets, we have the beer. Beer and wine. Yeah. Okay. So I have not added beer and wine. Um, the reason I haven't a- added alcohol because 
in the indoor, sometimes I feel like I don't want someone to be drinking and like bump something. I feel like when you guys are in yeah. your outdoor space, you have yeah. so much more Big, moving huge. around yeah, space. Yeah, lots of room. With the Eastern Market, it's kind of like we're in there with the tables and it's little kids around and right. just what I need it would for be tough. my and insurance spilling. to go up. Yeah. yeah, the insurance to go up because someone bumped a little kid with, you know, they were drinking or something like that. But I would like to have, um, you know, cider. I would like to have yeah. like the cider. I think that that would be super cute at an, at an event. We try to make ours more of an event. So you're going to come and you're going to spend the entire day. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to come and shop for a few minutes and leave. You're going to sit and eat and there's, you know, do other live music all day. Entertainment yeah. and prizes. And yeah, it's, it's a full day full, event. Full day of mm-hmm. like everything. And I used to have like more um, live entertainment, like dancers and things like that. <laughs> One of my first events in that loud space, I had a band. Like somebody knocked me upside <laughs> oh, my head. No. Why would I have a band? But it was like, I was new, you know, like I first time really using Eastern Market and I had a band and people were like, I can't hear. I can't hear. I can't hear anything. I can't hear my customers. And I'm thinking like, this is a bad thing. So I had to tell the band to stop playing. I still had to pay them, but I still had to tell them to stop <laughs> playing. And I was just like, I love live music. What's going on? But then you realize like in the space, it doesn't work. Right. right. Over time, you learn what what yeah. works for what space you're we're, renting. We're still learning. I, I mean, learn every time. Yeah. Oh, we change every things show. after every, every market. Show. We you learn. have to. I yeah. feel like you have to. Yeah. You can't keep it the same. I mean, we're working on next year's right now, and we're thinking in our head, what can we do to make it better? What can we do? You know, it's we're constantly. We always listen it, to customer feedback, yes. our vendor feedback. What can we change? What can we do differently? But I think getting back to what we were talking about with the small business and the vendors and the reason we do this, when we started out, I never would have imagined we would have gotten to where we're at today. And we have vendors coming up to us now, and in, in our last market was put everything in perspective for me. We had a vendor come up to us and tell us how much he appreciated what we did and how we changed his life and his family's life. Does that make you feel good? It, right, yes. It, it just solidified That's why we do it, what we do. It, it just made it, it... It makes you feel so good. Yeah. It's just like... I, and then, like you said, it was a, a guy. He came right. up and he was in tears just right. to say, like, oh, my God, yeah. that makes you yeah. feel... Just yeah. thanking us for... for Helping him and his family and change everything in their lives that they do now, and this is what they do for a living now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought, okay, we're we're on the right track. Even though we get frustrated and we get, you know, upset if something doesn't go right. Yeah, we take everything to heart. We can have 199 happy vendors, but we can have one <laughs> miserable vendor, and same, it ruins it for it us. Because ru- I'm I'm thinking about it for days. Like, like how like, can we fix it? Like, it breaks we, our heart. You know, we work so, so hard. Like, why are they so upset? What happened? Where were they located? They didn't like their spot? Okay, well, let's see if we can move them next time. It's just like, we're not heartless people, but then we also have to have, like, rules, too. Exactly. exactly. And so, but when someone's upset, like, I, f- I think about it the whole time, and I say, well, we can't do that again because I don't want anybody to be upset. Right. Or let's do this. And I used to give away a free vendor space um, for every event. I would say the person who promotes and advertises the most we get like a free, uh, you know, vendor space. And then there's also been, there's been vendors that I've like, you kind of like nourish and you like want them to mm-hmm. be great. And then right. they kind of just are like, see ya. Yeah. And it's just like, they just really don't accept that. Right. Yeah. But I, I really hate for anybody to be disappointed. I feel like I'm so personable with it. I'm so attached. So that's, yeah, um, that's how we feel. Yeah. And I feel like I've probably like cried a couple of times about it. And I'm like. Definitely. <laughs> we know we have. <laughs> I've cried. And I think that's where we have to learn too. We're dealing with thousands of people. Mm-hmm. We, we cannot make, you can't everybody, make everybody happy. happy. But we would like to. No, we try, <laughs> but we got to learn. We can't. We can't. I, I mean, I've been, I don't know how many times people yell at me about five bucks. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's five dollars. And then I have someone say, well, what is it for? And, you know, going back to that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. And then also, too, with the giving away the bags. So I had some bags for one evening. They were hot moms go to all things Detroit. And so they were to the first hundred people every hour. So at 
I would say 12 o'clock, we gave away 100 as people are walking in the door. Now, if you were already in, you can't come back and get one. Right. This lady called and she left a message and she says, hi, I was just at the event and I left because I wanted one of those bags and you gave them to people who probably weren't moms. So you need to give me a call back because I want one of those bags. I really want one of those bags. And, and you know, when I went to call her back, she didn't answer and I left her a message. Then she called me like maybe two months later and she's like, yeah, so you called me like about like the bag. And I'm like, ma'am, I will I will mail you a bag. if you I will mail it to you. But she was very passionate about this bag and she told me that it was very unfair. But at, in, the, in the beginning, I was thinking like, Okay, she really wanted like the bag. Like it was serious. <laughs> and then I said, let me send this lady a bag because I don't want her to like post a bad review because right. we were given it. But it's like, where do we draw the line with like it's the tough. rules? It's yeah. it's hard because you want everybody to be, you don't want to get those bad reviews, but at the same time, it's like, where do we draw the rules? Even with the vendors, things are different than when I first started. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. more structure, there's rules. You have to be this, this, and this. And I feel like some of the vendors that I've worked with say that I've changed because of those rules. We, yes. Have you guys experienced yeah. that at all? Literally at our last market, I experienced that. and That one was a tough one. Yeah, and one of the vendors just said, you're not, you're not what you used to be. Well, yeah. I'm not because I've been working for seven years to get this where it should be for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not where I used to be. And if I'm working at something for seven years and I stay the same— then so why what am I doing do what, right. what good does that do right. me? I don't want to stay the same. And then I always tell people with growth comes change. Mm-hmm. And it has to be, and it's a positive change because in, for, in order to a business to succeed, there has to be structure and they have to be rules. And then we're all adults. But then again, you don't want people to be upset, but we're all adults right. and we have to be accountable because it, this is your job. Treat it like if it was like a nine to five job that mm-hmm. you were going to. So you have to be on time. You have to do all these things on time. And that's like one of the hardest things because, and then like I have a market that's closed. Like I'm shut down, I'm sold out. And I have my regular vendors that say, well, I didn't know about it. And I'm like, do you guys do you guys experience oh my that all the, time. All, the time. Uh, all the time? All the time. And and I'm happy that they want in mm-hmm. and it's it's great. You know, think if I could have everybody, I would. If I right, could have like, right. if I could like have all the streets of Detroit blocked off and just have a huge, you know, what, eighteen block just of <laughs> every three thousand vendors, I, I would do it. I would, I would accept everybody, but I also want to be fair. But and they have to take some kind of personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're vendors too. We are, you mm-hmm. know, and and we've done other shows, and I've done other shows when I had my store for you know fifteen years ago. You have to take the responsibility of. You want to do that show? You sign up on time and you do the show. Mm-hmm. You can't blame the the directors. or yell at us after when there's not a space. No. I think they think we can just squeeze them in, but we're in an indoor building. There's literally no space for me to squeeze you. And then you have to do like your layouts. Like that takes time. Like you have to. It's strategically planned. It's not like it's just a thing where we're just throwing people in spaces and it's no. just like letting it go. If people need electricity, if you know this person mm-hmm. set up, what I try to do if it's like someone with furniture, I try to make sure they're up against a wall or like something. Yes. Something near like a door. That. Don't have yes. three jewelry people next to each other. Yes, and you that's important. Don't have important. the clothing person next to the kettle corn because then they'll. It's gonna, and I don't have the food. I have like the more of the food in like shed five, and then I have you know all the clothing and most of everything in shed three. Yeah, that's nice. But then I do uh, in shed five. I have both, but I kind of do it like food retail, food retail, that type of thing. So it's not like right next to each other where someone's clothes is like you right. said, smelling like it's just right. like it's all popcorn. The stuff that we've learned. Doing these markets. Doing these markets and what works. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I know that uh, I'm going to outgrow the space at Eastern Market just because, and I'm thinking later on, maybe I will try to do some things like where I block the actual street off. But it's strate- strategically planning that because 
I charge a fee to kind of get in. So how would that work and gating things right. off and, and all that? But eventually uh, that is going to happen. I've actually looked into Ford Field before. Oh, nice. Uh, the only, it's it's not super expensive. The only thing is that uh, I feel like food trucks give something to the event. If yeah. you're just buying things from, from Ford, Ford Field, Field to right. eat, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's right. not the same. It, right. I don't feel like it's support. I don't feel like it's supporting a local business mm-hmm. if you're just you know buying French fries for like eight bucks that you can get right a twelve dollar hot dog. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think that that is at all. So I know that you guys uh, are doing like in Monroe. Do you guys have any plans to like travel and do like produce shows in other states? Well, we did that this year. We did that. We did um. Bowling Green. We've done that for the past couple of years, actually. Mm-hmm. Bowling Green, Ohio, and yes. we added Hillsdale, Michigan this year as well. Right. And we're still working on our schedule next year. Okay. So I'm going down to two events. Uh, well, two All Things Detroit events. But one of the things uh, that I'm working on doing, like I do for Beacon Park, is that I curate. Like, So I go through the whole application process and everything for Beacon Park and promote and advertise for that. So I'm looking into doing like more curated projects where I, if someone approaches me about a vendor show that I actually curate and set it all up versus like me hosting several all things Detroit events or things like that. I just feel like you guys spread your events out really, really well. And I just feel like if I did all things Detroit three times a year, fine. But like to do it five times a year, like you guys have theme events and like all this stuff going up. For me, it's a little different. So I people ask me all the time, like, are you going to do more? Are you going to do more? And I just feel like, no, because you want it to be profitable. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to hurt yourself. And and, and saturate the market. And saturate the market. Because there's so many, and that's what we're finding out, too. Where where are we best at? And Monroe County Fairgrounds, that's our home. And Mm -hmm. we've done so well there, and they're so accepting of us. That's where we'll stay. You know, we're, we're... did Bowling Green the past couple of years, but now there's a lot more popping up in Bowling Green. So I'm not sure we'll stay in that area. So, and then with the store in Wyandotte, you ladies are busy ladies. Yeah. Busy ladies. Oh, gosh. But I know, but it's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's fun. We love it. I love to love do it. it. I love to do it. Like, even on that, I feel like I didn't know if it was anxiety or an adrenaline rush on event day. Because I'm like, a little of both. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It really is. And then you, when I'm more comfortable when everybody gets in the door. When people start coming in the door, yes. then I'm relaxed and I'm fine. Uh, what would you say is the what you hate the most? Like, what is the most thing that you really don't like the most on an event day? That the oh, just the you don't know if anybody's going to show well, up. What part of the planning though? Like, I I'm saying that to say like the setup for me. If I had someone, oh. I don't like setup. I don't. Yeah. The setup part gives me the most anxiety because I set up the tables and everything the day before, and I provide the tables uh, so that we can keep the layout. Like, because it's hard when like people are setting bringing up and right. and they're bringing their own right. and they're doing things different. Uh, but for me, setup gives me excuse me the most anxiety. I don't think people realize how much we do at the fairgrounds. We set up three days in advance. So we're there. We're the ones spraying every single booth, 200, 300 vendor spaces. We're painting the grounds. We're setting up tents. We're bringing in hay, pumpkins, everything we need. We're setting up stages, going over electricity, taping the whole indoor building. We're dealing with the city. We're dealing with the police officers. We're, you know, there's so much. Yeah, we have to set up me and her alone, just me and Angela for three days. We do it all. Yeah. And that's, that's the what, part I hate the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like I, people always ask me like all the time, like, who's your team? Like, who's your team of people? I'm just like, you know, I do have event day staff that right. manages like the door. Like I have to have that. But, you know, I have like a virtual assistant, like kind of like online who answers like a lot of the emails and things. And I have like a developer because they have like the mobile app. But honestly, like all of the other things is like I'm doing that. Like that's right. what my time is like dedicated to because 
I don't have, even with this event being a, a great event, it's like I don't have the means to just hire a full-on, full staff where they're just doing everything for right. me. And I feel like if we did give that part of it up, we're, we're, what giving, we up, do? Right, we're giving up a little bit of our business. And I don't know. I that, couldn't I do it. Yeah. They won't do it like I do it. No, right. and, and I just <laughs> we have feel like. control problems yeah. there. I, I, I don't do it. Like even with like the application review process and like just certain things, I'm like, it's so hard to give this away. Like yeah. I don't want to give it away. The creative process of it yeah. too. And I get ideas and stuff from different people, but just to like, it's just hard. I, I don't want to give That's it away. The fun part. I want to do it. And then I think about expanding to another state and like, what would I do if I don't like have time? Like I have to make time. Like my social media, I do that. I don't want to give that to anybody because I don't want them to post anything that I don't like or something like that's right, wrong. Right. And, and that type of stuff. We have a great crew the day of. We've we've had the same crew. Friends and now. family, yeah, mm-hmm. they're phenomenal. It's yeah, that's been working out really well the day of. But prior to that, the five, six days prior, getting it all together, that's that's us. That's and then the months of contracts and planning, planning. and emails and advertising. Everything. That's dealing all with, us. Dealing with insurance and dealing with cities and dealing meeting with, with the police chief, going over that, the porta potties, golf carts, porting. I mean, we have so much that goes into each event and it's just all it's us. We I do it all. One of our worst worst nightmares was when our porta potties didn't show up. <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah. The, they did not show. They up. showed up show like five. That was our Elizabeth Park Market, and the traffic was backed up through several cities. They didn't show up like at five hours into the events. So we didn't have bathrooms. But you talk about getting slaughtered. We get we got ripped oh. apart. Oh my god! Doesn't that? Oh my god! But it was beyond. It was nothing we could control. control. They yeah. didn't show up. It was beyond our control. And and that's the thing. It's just like this is beyond my control. What do I do? But it still gives me the worst anxiety. Oh, and that the whole worst. time you're there, you're thinking, where are these damn bathrooms? Like, yes. why aren't they show up? Yeah. Like, you're annoyed. And like, probably never use that company again because it's just no, like, we didn't. You're just like, how are you like not like gonna show up? That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would just go go nuts. Thank you so much ladies for being here. I feel like this was so fun and I'm so glad that we got a chance for to like us. sit and chat and um we could talk about this for I, we can talk <laughs> about it. We can talk about it like all day yeah. cuz it's like our this is like this is like my life and mm-hmm. I was just talking to you Rena the other day and I'm like, "Oh, you you know, you're moving in and you're doing all this." I'm like, I probably need to go out on like a couple of dates myself. Yeah, I, go get you some. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just so like I don't know. It's just hard um, because like when I was like trying to go out like on a few dates, if there's something I have to do, I try to say like, "This is my business. Like this is how I live. Like this is my job." And then they're just like, "Wait, this is what you do?" I'm like, "I'm really working. Like this is my job." And people don't really understand like. You can make your own hours, and then, like, this is what you do. And, like, I've met guys that don't really understand it's that. It's hard to find ones that Kyle is a good one because he totally understands no matter what we're doing. We could be at dinner celebrating an anniversary. I have to answer my phone. I have to answer this email, you know, and he gets that. And that and that makes sense. And I've also, like, went on a couple of dates with guys who were just like— uh, I don't know, it's assholes. Like, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, just kind of like, I don't know. They don't really get it like, oh, so you have your own business. And then they say, oh, well, you can do what you want. Oh, you know, and it's like. Some guys don't like that either. No, yeah. they don't. Or, or, or they, and then there are some that are intimidated. They're just right. like, oh, you don't like have to like work every day. Like, you must make good money. And I'm just like, oh, now he's counting my pockets. <laughs> right. out of here. <laughs> so it's just like that. But. I'm so glad you ladies were here today. Uh, I want you to tell everybody like where they can find you, what events did you guys have coming up, and what they can look forward to uh, in 2019 that you guys have since we are approaching the end of the year. Well, you can find us at our home store, the Vintage Market Home Store at 110 Sycamore Street. and um, In downtown Wyandotte. October 19th, we have 
a um, an event, a mini pop up market there. You guys had one October. Yeah, 19th. we had, had one. one coming up October nineteenth in Mindat. We had it already. You had that October nineteenth. Yeah, our next one is December second. At Monroe County Fairgrounds. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. December okay. 16th. That's that must fine. have been, that was one hell of an event there, Angie, because she was like, no, see, we're having one. See, like, you see how confused? There's too much going <laughs> yeah, on. Our next they event. Balance all that out with a husband and a child, too. <laughs> December 16th at Monroe County Fairgrounds. Yes. We're also having an open house uh, December 8th at our Vintage Market Home Store in Wyandotte, and we'll have Stan on Mrs. Claus and probably some more vendors on the street. We're working that out with the city right now. That'll be super cool. Well, thank you guys so much. And people can find you on Instagram too. Yep, the Vintage Market. Well, it's actually the underscore Vintage underscore Market. Um, the Vintage Market or Vintage Market Downriver on Facebook. And you can find the Vintage Market Home on Instagram at the Vintage Market Home and same on Facebook. Well, I hope everybody listening today understands that we have a passion for what we do. We love what we do. We really are there to support small business. Uh, we want our customers both of our customers, the businesses and everybody to kind of, you know, enjoy the experience of these markets that we create. And, you know, we're open to suggestions. We're open to always making things better. And uh, I hope that they learned something today. And I hope that they, I'll be at your event in December uh, because that's the slow time for me. Yay. <laughs> and uh, I'm planning, I, hopefully I can be out of the country for December. For, for, oh, that would be nice. For uh, Christmas to after New Year's. I kind of want to go to the Dominican Republic oh, and just kind of like enjoy. get away and, you know, just relax and not worry about applications but the holiday time for me I do say I should be reviewing applications and I should be doing you need that. a break though I know I need a break I definitely do need a break and I am working on that so thank you so much ladies <laughs> thank, thank you, you everybody for listening uh, and you can subscribe to Ask Jennifer uh, on Spotify on iTunes and we download these podcasts weekly and uh, looking forward to sharing from all your thoughts on this episode Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city.